The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze with Grace Goller. Dealing with cancer is by no means easy to handle, but our program aims to make it easier through knowledge. Whether you've been recently diagnosed, are going through treatment right now, or are a survivor, our program will have points that you should hear. And by sharing our stories together, we'll make it truly a life-changing experience that you don't have to go through alone. Now, here is your host, Grace Goller. Hello and welcome to this week's Navigating the Cancer Maze. I'm your host, Grace Gawler, and the show comes to you each week, sponsored by my institute, the Grace Gawler Institute for Integrated Cancer Solutions. We're located on the Gold Coast in Australia, but we have a global outreach to cancer patients. And the show, Navigating the Cancer Maze, is one of the portals that we choose to educate and tell you, the cancer patient, about the latest and the most exciting breakthroughs in cancer therapies, as well as offering support by way of strategies and information that's very valuable that comes from people who are now at the coalface of working with cancer, both the patient and sometimes the caregivers. Now, during 2014 on the show, we've uncovered and delivered to you, the patient, some significant pieces of the cancer treatment puzzle. Especially in June, we had the month of immunotherapy and we celebrated that with interviews with various people involved in immunotherapy uh, from Cancer Research Institute in New York with their new launch of The Answer to Cancer, or rather I Am The Answer to Cancer, which promoted immunity and an understanding of the immune system and the new drugs that are coming forward uh, to actually help to enhance the immune system to deal with cancer rather than just focusing on chemotherapy. We also interviewed some uh, researchers from the Berghofer Institute here in Brisbane. And to follow up with that, we then went forward and interviewed Martin Ashdown. And it's Martin's work today that I'd like to focus on because I've had so many inquiries from people wanting more information, wanting to understand more, what is this immune cycle all about? Is it valid? Have, why haven't we known about it before? And what can it do for me? So I'm hoping to take away some of the, perhaps some of the jargon and the mystique uh, around this today to help you um, discover how this research can really be targeted towards helping you and how you can go about finding out more about it. 
Now, it's my hope as 2014 comes to an end that 2015 will truly usher in the new paradigm in cancer treatments. One of the issues with the uh, immune cycle in, in terms of measurement is that it is a new paradigm and many people have trouble getting their head around this concept of the way that the body works and the way that the cycles work within it and how we can use that to our benefit. So we hope we'll clarify that for you today. Now there's improvements that's actually needed all all round. I think um, not only in conventional cancer treatments here, but in talking about those, I'm sure there's room for a medical makeover. And as technological medicine proceeds, humanity must, it must come to the forefront of care. How can we treat cancer patients with the best of the technology that we have, the best of the treatments that we have, whatever they are, and how can we preserve the patient's well-being and and their actual integrity uh, throughout this It's very difficult for people going through cancer treatments quite often, especially if they have advanced cancer or they're getting recurrent cancer treated. So we may have an answer to that, um, which we're going to look at shortly. The other thing I think uh, that needs to improve is communication skills, uh, certainly need to improve in some areas of medicine, and in particular how bad news is delivered to patient uh, often needs improvement. But, you know, we ask a lot of doctors, our oncologists, and and perhaps it's far more than we demand of any human being, including our friends and family. We want them to be perfect and we want them above all to fix us. We're sick, we've got a part that's not doing too well, and we want them to fix it. So, you know, it's not all the medical profession's problem here. Patients, too, must learn to play their part in their recovery. And it's not a lot to put on the patient. Some people say, oh, this is too much. Um, The patient's got enough to deal with with their diagnosis. But there's a real choice ground here where you can go into frenetic overdrive in trying to recover, or you can really look at how you can play your part in strategizing, using critical thinking, using best options, best practices to go forward in your cancer recovery. And another thing that comes up for us here at the Institute so often is that families and particular family dynamics, they certainly play a part in the family healing circle. Now, when cancer is diagnosed in a family, there's many changes, there's many challenges, and there's many adaptations, not only for the patient, but for the family, for their friends. Sometimes big adjustments are required. Sometimes instead of those adjustments, people can go into silence and then cancer can become the elephant in the living room that no one wants to talk about. What commonly happens today, and this is because of Dr. Google, partners and family members often go into overdrive and they'll pour their care factor into researching the best of what they can find on the internet and in all the cancer books and in the videos of the cancer entrepreneurs who mostly don't even work at the cancer coalface, who don't see patients on a one-on-one basis every day and often don't have follow-through to give you the statistical outcomes 
of uh, their work and their advice via their books or supplements or whatever with the patient. Now, this is an area that also takes up a lot of time and energy for family members. It can take up a lot of time and energy if the patient's doing it for themselves too. And that time may be better spent in improving either if you're the patient, your psychological well-being, your emotional state, and helping to, um, I guess, helping you to express your needs uh, via improvements in communication that's within the family and with your friends. So cancer is very complex. It's all tied up with the physical, the emotional, the psychological, uh, the spiritual. There's so many changes that happen when a person in a family, no matter of what age, is diagnosed with cancer. So you can use this to advantage. This is the window opportunity that a cancer diagnosis can bring when it's well managed. A cancer diagnosis, in fact, can, and I've seen this many times, bring families into better harmony. It can bring out your humanness. It can bring out unconditional love and the unconditional bit there, very important. Um, no strings attached. It can bring out understanding, compassion. It really can have this advantage. For decades, I've been involved with helping patients and families to develop these strategies for their recovery. And if anyone is interested in looking at the way we, we can do this, the way we can help you, we do have Survivor Academy that we run from the Institute. Now, next year, we're going to be looking at how we can do that via webinars so that uh, people in other countries, particularly those listeners to this show, Navigating the Cancer Maze, can get involved with doing an online course with us here at the Institute. But if you live in Australia and perhaps even New Zealand or Queensland, uh, we are running that program again next year. So if you go to my website, www.grayschoolerinstitute.com, look up Survivor Academy and see how you can enrol for that next year. Many people think that you can just do this. But, you know, if... Uh, if you went to university and you studied engineering and you want to be the best engineer that you can be, that's, um, that's a, a great thing. But you can't just suddenly study cancer overnight and then think you're a cancer expert because all that study that you would have done, in, say, in an engineering course, if you translate that into what you need to know about cancer on every level of your being, um, it's a really big ask. And that's why I said before, a lot of people take up a lot of energy um, in this area and then they don't have a lot left over for the more important, the more human parts of cancer. So ideally you have a guide and you have a team, you have a series of doctors, you have a good naturopath who's going to be prepared to work with the doctors and that will then help you to have a lot more space, a lot more energy freed up because you must have trust in your team who's helping and guiding you through the cancer maze. Now, concurrently, while I've been doing the work with what we call psycho-oncology and strategies, I've been in search of just one thing, just one thing that could make a difference in the more physical and biological experience of cancer. So for decades, I have avidly read published papers on the topic of chronobiology. 
Now, according to uh, Wikipedia, I thought I'd give you the correct definition here. It is best described as a field of biology that examines periodic cyclic phenomena in living organisms and their adaptation to solar and lunar-related rhythms. So the cycles are known as biological rhythms, and we hear that term biorhythms quite a lot these days. So connecting with Martin Ashdown this year has led me to a rekindling of my studies in chronobiology, and in particular with an adaptation to cancer patients' immune cycles. Now this was a fairly amazing event. It was as simple as one Saturday morning walking into my newsagent, um, getting my weekly weekend paper, going down to the end of the aisle and picking up a science magazine. And in that magazine, I opened it immediately when I saw what was on the cover and there was an article uh, by Martin Ashdown and Brendan Coventry that was in that magazine. I knew at that point, because of my previous research, that this could be just the one thing. I knew that he and his research colleagues were onto something, and it was something really big, something that could shift the world of oncology into a new dimension. And as I said at the beginning of the show, it's a paradigm shift in the way that we look at treating cancer. So just imagine listeners today if this was the just one thing if this was the missing piece of the cancer treatment puzzle just imagine if you could avoid spending huge amounts of dollars on supplements and infusions and things you get from dr google that may not work anyway just imagine if you could measure your immune cycle treat accordingly and recover How much easier would that make the navigation of the cancer maze? And I think so many patients, and I glean this from the people who come to me in my practice, that they take the pathway of intensive alternatives because they feel as if they must be doing something. Something more than the oncologist is offering. Doing something in that watch and wait period and that is a horrible stressful fear-provoking watch and wait time most patients feel as if they can add things in it's better to be proactive and to do something rather than nothing something that can improve the cancer situation something that might be a value add so just imagine that something could be as simple as getting the best response from a conventional treatment that is known to be effective with your particular cancer type. And if you had less side effects and that greater chance of a complete response to treatment. All because somebody, a doctor, measured and listened to her immune system body clock and treated accordingly in what we call the window of opportunity. Just imagine if you're listening today, you go along to your doctor and you request to have the immune cycle mapped. And because of having the treatment timed in the immune cycle window of opportunity, it turns your cancer situation around completely. What an amazing Christmas and New Year gift that would be. So 
hopefully today this is my Christmas and New Year gift to you. I really encourage you, listeners, be proactive. This is not just a throwaway thing. We've had a few hundred patients register already for the Immune Cycle Registry Pilot Program on our website. You should be in the tens of thousands because this could be and is likely to be the missing link. The research isn't, it's not new, but somebody had to get together and put it together to look at it in the terms of cancer and what's happening there. And those somebodies were Martin Ashdown and Brendan Coventry. So in the next section of the show, I'm going to be talking with you uh, directly about some of the known research. And if you want to join the Immune Cycle Registry, go online to grayschoolerinstitute.com and find it on the menu and you can put your name down, give us your email, and we will be sending out this weekend. We are now ready to roll. We're now ready to send out information about what you can take to your doctor for measuring your immune cycle. Don't go away. We'll be back shortly on Navigating Cancer Maze. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Gray Scholar Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options and implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Gray Scholar Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at grayscholar.com or visit their website at grayscholarinstitute.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll free from North America at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at grayscholar.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Welcome back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. I'm your host, Grace Caller, and today we're looking further at the window of opportunity at the immune cycle. And we're following through the work of Martin Ashdown and Brendan Coventry, two researchers from Australia who have likely changed the face of how cancer will be treated in the future. 
They've built on the work of many other people, but what their contribution has been is to show through their research that you can actually look at the immune cycle, you can measure it, and you can get an outcome from it that can help you, the cancer patient, to determine when your window of opportunity is, in other words, the best time during your seven-day cycle to have your treatment. I'm going to read now from Window of Opportunity, which is an article that was published in the Australasian Science in June 2014, interestingly, in Immunotherapy Month. Um, this is actually the article where I first found uh, out about Brendan and Martin's research. So it's written here, by targeting cancer treatment to specific phases of the immune cycle, researchers believe they can dramatically improve the chances of a complete remission. Just over a 100 years ago, since Charles Mayo of Mayo Clinic fame was exchanging letters with William Colley, a New York surgeon who was using bacterial toxin vaccines to successfully treat patients with advanced cancer, even causing complete remission of all cancer in 5 to 10% of patients is recorded in the historical letters. So isn't that interesting? We hear of Collie's toxins. Um, they've been well researched. And just as a little interjection there, uh, earlier um, in the year, I replayed the interview, Spontaneous Remissions, an Annotated Bibliography. The book by Carol Hirschberg and Brendan O'Regan that was published by Ions in the States. There's a very interesting section in there on the work of William Colley and the bacterial toxins. So if any of you want to actually look that up, that's an excellent resource. And I will have that resource for you if you missed hearing Carol Hirschberg talk about her research in that area some years ago. I'll put this on my Grayscaller Media blog. So that's grayscallermedia.com and have a look there for the resource for William Colley. It makes for some very interesting reading and these publications are actually taken from the medical literature. So they were published papers um, that uh, Brendan O'Regan and Carol Hirschberg actually collated into this piece. So, but getting back, um, now fast forwarding to 2014. Uh, we find that cancer immunotherapy is again topical as a result of occasional promising new responses. Now we're hearing this all the time, breakthrough cancer medicine, but maybe it will be available for everybody within the next five or ten years, which doesn't really help the patient today. The big question that comes from all of this is how do we make cancer immunotherapy work for all patients, not just some? Now, a cancer drug that's been used for more than 20 years and can cure advanced cancer patients is providing new information about how to achieve complete remission from cancer. The drug name, interleukin-2, it's providing something similar to how the Rosetta Stone unlocked historical script. So it's a very, very important breakthrough where they've looked at actually one drug. And again, we have some very nice research around this uh, that's been done by uh, Martin and Brendan. And that will also be available for you to have a look at on the blog after the show. 
And remember that you can go on and uh, live stream this show. Um, you can go onto the blog anytime at all and access this information to help your understanding. So the Rosetta Stone, they say, for cancer may be closer than we think. The interleukin 2, uh, together with a new understanding of the way it works, is providing important clues suggesting that it might be made to work in most if not all cancer patients. That's a very big statement. But recently, Los Angeles, on, Los Angeles oncologist, sorry, um, Dr. Omid Hamid wrote of immunotherapy in the journal Oncology. We find ourselves at the precipice of major discovery. So isn't that wonderful that, you know, we can still uh, think of maybe using some of the drugs that we have, but using them in a different way, using them in a smarter way to get a better benefit. And uh, I think the evolution of cancer medicine here is really, really exciting. Now, in using the um, interleukins, what happened was... Um, Martin and his colleague derived a simple equation because they wanted to look at why the random administration of interleukin-2 therapy would pro provide a complete response rate in about 7% of patients in a 12-hour window in an approximate 7-day immune cycle. That's 168 hours. So the chance of hitting that window of opportunity with a treatment is 1 in 14 or 7%. So this explains the 7% success rate for interleukin-2 therapy. It's not random at all. So rather the success occurs when interleukin-2 is given at the correct time in the immune cycle to accelerate and to drive the immune response forward. Exciting stuff. So now that we understand this principle, how can we deliver interleukin-2 at the correct time to generate complete remission? That's the question. The fact that only about 7% of patients treated with interleukin-2 achieve complete successful remission and 30, sorry, 93% of patients do not implies that correct administration of interleukin-2 occurs in about 7% of cases and that the immune response is stopped or turned off in the 93% of non-responding patients. So one needs to look at how that occurs. Also, why has it taken so long to uh, actually look at the fact of the immune cycle? We know there's so many cycles out there from studies in chronobiology, looking at circadian rhythms, etc. It's rather a failure to, um, that I suppose in cancer medicine, that this factor has been an oversight. And I think this gets back to people studying in their own corridors and uh, not really looking much outside. If you're an oncologist, you probably look down the oncology journal. If you're a virologist, you look at the virology journals. Everybody's very busy and everybody's doing the thing that they do best. So quite often these things are not looked at and this seems like something that's so obvious and so enormous that's fallen through a hole. Um, it's really quite amazing. 14 years ago, they recognised a major oversight. 
So this is um, Brendan Coventry and Martin Ashdown. They did some mouse experiments and then showed that the immune response in chronic infection actually oscillates on and off continuously over an approximate seven-day cycle. This cyclical immune phenomenon has been consistently shown in human cancer patients, indicating that the immune response switches on and off in this situation with the periodicity of about seven days. The physiological principles outlined show that we've deduced there's a narrow therapeutic window of opportunity in the seven-day cycle. These windows could be accidentally hit, which is interesting, about 7% of the time when the interleukin-2 doses were given in that scenario. So they thought if we could accurately target the therapeutic window at the correct time point in each patient's immune cycle, this would make responses to therapy much more predictable and would or could lead to a real possibility of treatment success much closer to 100%. So if this was a new drug on the market, listeners, people would be so excited. If this was a new alternative medicine, people would be really so excited to get this into practice to bring about um, complete responses in cancer patients. So it's interesting that it hasn't had that, uh, that kind of ooh-ah effect for some people. But I think you would be very wise. It costs very little to get the measurements done, considering what the outcome could actually be. And if you want to know more about those measurements, do visit the website, graceschoolerinstitute.com, and have a look at the page there, the Immune Cycle Registry page. If you put your name down for that, we'll record your email, and then we'll be mailing out to you information that then you can take to your doctor and say, how can I have my immune cycle measured so that I can have this window of opportunity and the option of greater success. Now I think there is actually enough uh, around in the literature and uh, there are so many researchers and so many scientific uh, advisors out there that I've been speaking to over the last few weeks who um, are saying this is where we need to look we don't only need to look at the immune system and how to stimulate it from outside sources. Uh, and that's where a lot of us have been looking. We need to look at the immune system from the inside and we then need to look at how can we get it to perform to value add to anything that we're doing in terms of treatment. So it's all very exciting. Um, do go on and have a look at that on the website. Because, you know, the timing effects being noted, as I said, by several researchers, um, it's never been further investigated, but the papers are there. Uh, the work of uh, Ashdown and Coventry is now confirming that timing is especially important and the serial monitoring with accurate delivery of therapy to coincide with the correct phase of the patient's immune cycle appears to be essential for treatment to be successful. 
And of course, one of the most interesting things from this is their work is showing that the drugs are already available, they're already here, for successful and cost-effective treatment of cancer. So into the next segment, we're going to take a look at some more studies, and I'll also be putting these studies up on the uh, Grace Gawler Media blog for you to have a read through. They're abstract, so there's not a lot of jargon in them, and I'm sure you're going to get so inspired to uh, actually have a look at this and uh, join the Immune Cancer uh, Registry on our website. Don't go away. We will be back shortly on Navigating the Cancer Maze. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. The Grace Goller Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.gracegollerinstitute.com or email institute at gracegoller.com. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Welcome back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. I'm Grace Gawler, your host, and today we are looking at the immune cycle once again and uh, helping to explain it in a very simple way so that you can take advantage of being able to use it to enhance your treatment. Now, I've gone back through my... um, Uh, my old journals that I keep with all my research in. I've got a very nice large file on articles on chronobiology uh, coming through certain avenues. And I'm going to put the links and perhaps reproduce some of these articles for you um, on my blog, grayscholamedia.com. So if you go there either at the end of the show, and look, if you go at the end of the show and uh, the blog's not up, Um, It might mean that I've just been slightly delayed in getting it there, but do revisit again and um, you will find that usually within two to three hours of the show, the blog is up. Also, if you want to recommend to anyone to listen to Navigating the Cancer Maze, sometimes there's a short delay in getting the show up in the archives for live streaming afterwards, after the live show. So uh, do be patient with that. Sometimes it's a few hours, sometimes more, before the show is actually available for live streaming. I want to share with you some of these exciting um, uh, headlines, if you like, from the journals. Uh, 
One says, and this is from the Handbook of Experimental Pharmacology. This is a more recent one, 2013. I'm going to read from this in a moment. The title is Cancer Chronotherapeutics. So timed therapeutics, experimental, theoretical and clinical aspects. And uh, I'll give you also the link for that article online so you can explore that further. We then have um, Pharmaceutical Journal from 2008. And the title here is The Circadian Timing System, a Determinant of Drug Activity and a Target of Anti-Cancer Treatments. We have back to 2002 from Circadian Rhythms to Cancer Chronotherapeutics in Chronobiology International Journal. We have Circadian Timing in Cancer Treatments, 2010, um, also from a pharmaceutical journal. Chronotherapeutics, again the relevance of timing in cancer therapy and clock genes and clock control genes in the regulation of metabolic rhythms from 2012. So it's all quite exciting, the amount of information that's available. And I think uh, we owe uh, Martin Ashdown and Brendan Coventry a great deal because what they've done is being able to pull this together. And as we said, it's they've used interleukin-2 as the Rosetta Stone to say, Ah, now we understand this timing thing and we really understand it very well in cancer. I'll share with you now one that's quite interesting and this is the Cancer Chronotherapeutics Experimental Theoretical and Clinical Aspects. And the abstract here says, the circadian timing system controls cell cycle, Apoptosis. Now, apoptosis uh, is a word that's very commonly used cancer-wise these days. It's uh, basically the, the normal ways that cells suicide. Drug bioactivation and transport and detoxification mechanism in healthy tissues. As a consequence, the tolerability of cancer chemotherapy varies up to several folds as a function of circadian timing of drug administration in experimental models. Best anti-tumor efficacy of single agent or combination chemo usually corresponds to the delivery of anti-cancer drugs near their respective times of best tolerability. Now, if you've been listening today, you'll know what that time is likely to be. Mathematical models reveal such coincidence between chronotolerance and chronoefficacy is best explained by differences in the circadian and cell cycle dynamics of host and cancer cells, especially with regard to circadian entrainment and cell cycle variability. And they say here in the clinic, a large improvement in tolerability was shown in international randomized trials where cancer patients received the same sinusoidal chronotherapy schedule over 24 hours as compared to a constant rate infusion or wrongly timed chronotherapy. Isn't that interesting? This goes hand in hand and once again says that these, uh, these boys are really onto something. Interestingly, they said, however, sex, genetic background and lifestyle were found to influence optimal chronotherapy scheduling. These findings support systems biology approaches to cancer chronotherapeutics. They involve the systematic 
experimental mapping and modelling of chronopharmacology pathways in synchronised cell cultures and their adjustment to mouse models of both sexes and distinct genetic background, as recently shown for Irina Tikan. Model-based, personalised, this is important, circadian drug delivery aims at jointly improving tolerability and efficacy of anti-cancer drugs based on circadian rhythm timing system of individual patients using dedicated circadian biomarker and drug delivery technologies. Now, there's a little bit of jargon in there, but basically uh, they are in agreement with the findings of Martin Ashdown and Brendan Covery, um, Coventry. One of the things that really comes uh, very much in the forefront of this is not only using this as a, a treatment model, but also thinking about this as a prevention model. Because if we know that our circadian rhythms are uh, a part of, of our innate uh, being, if we know that our proper cellular and gene function uh, molecular function depends upon these rhythms. Isn't this a brilliant way to look at health promotion and disease and illness prevention? And I think that's one of the other really big spin-offs from this. So I had a bit of a look around for um, any articles that might lead me into seeing whether this has been studied as well. And I came across... Um, something that was very, very interesting about the circadian rhythm disruption in cancer biology. And uh, I'd like to uh, just share a little bit of that with you. They're talking about desynchrony in this particular article. So when we not in sync, in other words, and we'll often say that to people, oh, I'm off colour or I'm just not in sync today. And it probably is that you literally are not. So they've found that the desynchrony of the rhythms are implicated in several pathological conditions. And one of these is tumorogenesis and the progression of cancer. Isn't that interesting? So we may have also stumbled here upon a way that we can be looking at preventing cancer as well as treating it. And it says in this article in 2007, the International Agency for Research on Cancer, the IARC, categorised shift work that involves circadian disruption as probably carcinogenic to humans. Isn't that interesting? Group 2A in the IARC classification system of carcinogenic potency as an, um, an antagonist agent. Painting, they, they list here, firefighting, shift work, um, also in 2007. So they're really looking at ways that lifestyle actually disrupts normal circadian rhythms and that this can actually help drive the genetic, what we call the genetic machinery of cancer. Um, wrong exposure of light, you know, we work in shift work, we have lights on at night, we have sleep disruption. So in cancer biology, this could be really important and not only the prevention side of things, but also developing new targeted anti-cancer therapies. You can then optimise the uh, chronotherapy and you could perhaps modify lighting um, in the environment and in the workplace. So if you have cancer uh, and you're listening today and you're a shift worker, 
you may like to uh, think of um, looking at changing your job. Easier said than done, I know, but uh, this could be a very important part of your recovery. If you've previously been a shift worker and you have other medical conditions, it may be that the synchronization, the, the rhythms in your body have been affected negatively. We talk about lifestyle change and it's it's so across the board in terms of, you know, let's do juices, let's boost immunity, um, let's do a whole host of things to change our lifestyle and make it for the better. But this is a major one. And if we're not in sync, if we're not in the rhythm, in other words, in the rhythm of life, um, we will be doing a lot of things that only mildly actually impact our health. And if you're a cancer patient, you certainly need to be looking at impacting that in a greater degree. I think one of the things I like from looking at this work in, in chronobiology and the rhythms, getting in touch with the rhythms of life, is that it really starts to get us back in touch with ourselves. And if you think about it, how many things out there in life are taking us away from self all the time and away from family, away from being in nature. And I think we need to look at how we can, within the modern world, um, have the best of both worlds around us so that we bring some nature into our lives, that we take time, time again, we take time to stop and smell the roses, as he said. Uh, so many cancer patients, I find, are so busy trying to heal. There's no time to heal. Um, they're going from one practitioner to another, having treatments, researching, researching with their partner, uh, perhaps going overseas for treatment. It's busy, 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 busy. And even sitting up late at night uh, in bright lights on the computer researching what's missing. What have I missed? What can I do next? So it gets back to being, for me, in looking at this, you know, 40 years in working in cancer medicine this month, uh, it gets back to being quite a simple equation quite simple lifestyle changes and I think when we can take more time and it's perhaps by some why some people benefit from things like doing Tai Chi and Qi Kung and taking some spaces to meditate to slow down things to get their body more in sync um, I think there's some really good valid reasons for this and it's not that those things are likely to cure cancer Although, who knows, I suppose, if you hit it in the right time of the cycle. Um, but it's really how we can slow our life down in this busy world and not get caught up in all the hustle and bustle, and particularly the hustle and bustle of cancer recovery. We're going to take a break now. We'll be back soon on Navigating the Cancer Maze to wind up for today. Don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Gray Scholar Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. 
The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options and implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Gray Scholar Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at grayscholar.com or visit their website at grayscholarinstitute.com. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Welcome back to Navigating the Cancer Maze, our last session today. I think I'd like to do some uh, revision of the key points that have come from today's Navigating the Cancer Maze. Some of the things that really stand out to me are that lives are ruled by circadian rhythms. Um, They are ruled by so many rhythms within ourselves. Our genes even have special rhythms. And when we're living in sync with ourselves that we may actually be able to make a very big deposit in our health bank account. Also to have that knowledge it brings about more awareness I think for us to know that we're not just a a pile of bones and, and organs and a brain that we actually have developed and evolved to be in sync with the environment that's around us and that these these forces do have influence on us a little bit as if you put iron filings on a paper and put a magnet underneath and you you move the magnet around you'd be able to see that there's a force there that actually influences where and how those little iron filings travel and uh, that's a simple way of saying that the forces out there that we can't see are actually having an effect on our body and our body rhythms so I think as a um, a cancer prevention tool has to be right up there um, as a health promotion tool and also to look at um, the cycles in terms of efficacy of treatments so for cancer patients of course this translates into the immune cycle and measuring the immune cycle so remember there's a 12 hour of opportunity Um, we call it the window of opportunity in an approximate seven day immune cycle where you can have treatment and you're likely to get a much better response during that window of treatment and uh, they measured that if you remember as being 168 hours and uh, within that seven day immune cycle there was only that 12 hour window of opportunity Uh, it may not be convenient for all hospitals uh, to do this this is one of the things that we'll need to look at but certainly if you have a private hospital um, you could actually or you really jump ahead of the gun in this and um, get your um, doctor to measure your immune system and then accordingly see if he'll cooperate in giving you the treatment during that window of opportunity. 
Um, as a patient, I think, boy, you really need to, to know this. This is perhaps one of the most empowering pieces of information for patients, far beyond any of the alternative and complementary medicine and even beyond the best of the new treatments and immune therapies that we have because with this information we can now really go forward and uh, work with cancer in a very different way. I think knowing that your body's just loaded with cycles is uh, very empowering to make lifestyle changes and uh, as we said in the last segment uh, some of those lifestyle changes perhaps in terms of occupation, shift work could make a very big contribution to actually look at how you can change that rhythm, um, either how you can learn to work with it or how you can perhaps even change your your lifestyle, change your uh, job. Um, as we said, easier said than done, but hey, we may only get one life and uh, we really want to have the best life that we possibly can. It also may be worth exploring uh, melatonin and this is something that uh, airline pilots take and uh, airline stewards, stewardesses take because of their disruption of the circadian rhythm. That needs to be carefully prescribed. I wouldn't just be buying anything off the internet um, because it is a hormone, it is a free radical scavenging hormone and it's very tied up with the day-night cycle. But it's something that you certainly can explore with your doctor. Um, yeah, I really invite you to look at how you can do the improvements. I think um, in today's show too, we could actually take that larger message and look at what we could do to minimize the costs um, in cancer therapy. And this is the costs in alternative and some of the complementary treatments as well as in the conventional as we know these are very expensive therapies quite often and cancer patients are very often under resourced in uh, trying to find their solutions i think the best way to uh, finish up today is a, a quote here from martin ashdown and from brendan coventry now, Martin, just to remind you, he's a research fellow at the University of Melbourne's Faculty of Medicine. Brendan Coventry is an Associate Professor of Surgery at the University of Adelaide. And we're great, grateful to them for giving us the opportunity to deliver this information, especially on navigating the cancer maze. So they say, in the case of cancer, we are now fairly certain that successful immune manipulation can be achieved by relatively simple blood monitoring and correctly timed intervention. Moreover, because there are recurrent therapeutic windows in repeating cycles, so that's a very important thing for you to know and understand, that failure to respond in one cycle can be overcome in another cycle. So a lot of good news in this. Persistence in targeting the window, they say, will be the key. And they're actively investigating and refining these techniques further. So by joining the immune registry, the immune cycle registry, at my website, graceschoolinstitute.com, you're going to be one of the people in the forefront of this um, pilot program that is going to help in changing the way that cancer therapies are delivered in the future. So we'll be sending out this weekend 
some comprehensive information and some of the uh, research material that's been provided to us by Martin Ashdown. And you will be able to have a look at that. You'll be able to present it to your doctor. We're going to have a professional's package available um, so that you can actually take that or send that to your doctor and get him or her um, or your hospital system on side with trying this. I think that this is so important that eventually we're going to see that it could be neglectful. It could actually, actually be negligent to not tell people about this window of opportunity. Um, particularly when you're a late stage patient who's unresponsive to treatment, who has been responsive and gone backwards, uh, to be able to try a new way of doing something to enhance your life and well-being and the possibility of recovery is, is just phenomenal. I look at cancer in a, in a very special way. I, all the people that come to see me, I just think, well, if you were my daughter, if you were my husband, if you were my grandfather, grandmother, what would I be feeling? What would I be doing with the information that, that I know that can help you to effectively navigate the cancer maze? And for me, that's very, very exciting indeed and very rewarding in the true sense of the word. Uh, do go to the website, go to the blog. There's going to be so much uh, on the blog for you this week at gracegallandmedia.com. And I'm going to look forward to seeing you next week uh, navigating the cancer maze. Um, we are going to have an interview also at some stage with Brendan Coventry on this very subject to get his perspective. But I hope what I've been able to do for you today is to simplify the information that's been previously given and encourage you to join our Immune Cycle Pilot Program Registry. Bye for now. Have a great weekend and I look forward to having you with me next week on Navigating the Cancer Maze. Thank you again for listening to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Please join your host, Grace Goller, again next Friday at 12 noon, U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, cancer is not something you have to face alone. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.